the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yo, 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 Woo! Felt good. Felt good, Pesante. You are, you all yoed out, man. Cause I'm all yoed out. Are we doing 90s R&B right now? Yes. Yes, we are. Yo, I get so high when I'm around yo, baby. Get it? Instead of you, it's yo. Okay. Um, uh, no, I got it. Okay, one more. But um, is that 90s? But but is is that 90s? Tony Braxton, Guaranteed that was Satisfaction. No, what year was that? What year was that? That was that was after Unbreak My Heart. Oh, snap. I'm off. All right. Okay, but we're still feeling the R&B. But it's, uh, you could do the Unbreak My Heart one. Um, with a yo, hmm. Uh, ooh, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to get yo in there. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not with it that much, people. But yo, here is who's with it. Ramon Pesante is back, everybody, and he put the R in R and B. Just so you know, okay. The R is for Ramon. Um, you know, my what's crazy? My editor for my uh, the guy that I work with, his name is Bert. So we go R and B. <laughs> he says, yo, we should start a company I called r and I'm like, that's not a bad, that's not a bad, uh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. You know? Well, so, wait, you and I are a problem, because that's like R&R, rest R&R, R&R baby, that's it, it's just turn up time, it's turn up time. What are you talking about? Oh, double R could also mean Rough Riders. Okay. okay. Yes, yes. Double uh, R. Absolutely. Um, and we are very hip-hop. We were born in the same year. You know? Yeah, it's very rare. You don't have to say the year. Let me stop you. Don't. We're we're, we're Gen X, though. We're Gen X. (laughs) So we we remember pre-internet, post before internet. Absolutely. God, I long for it to come back. Yo, you had me laughing the other day. Yo, shout out to everybody who responded to my AOL screen name poll on Instagram. What was the name? What was your what was your what was your AOL name? Your AIM okay. name. So the choices on my poll were Loca1279, Loca de Brooklyn, Good Vibrations, or uh there was one other one I forgot. I uh I forget what the other one was, but that was a lie. So actually, It definitely wasn't good vibrations. It definitely was not that. Okay. I love that you said that. I love when people judge me or my AOL screen names because guess what? When it first came out, I was too young to have my own account. So I used my sister-in-law's, my then brother's girlfriend, and her screen name was Good Vibrations. So I went under the ghost name, Good Vibrations, until I became Loca1279. Now, I had to cease... Loca1279, ask me why, Ramon Pesante. I dare you. Because you didn't want to say that you're, the year of your that you were born. Wow, I just said that. Okay. Uh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you just showed your whole hand, Rachel. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> no. Well, part of it, part of the reason... Part of the reason. Okay, everybody, write down Loca1279 if you can right now, if you have a pencil. Okay, the reason why I had to cease that name is because the, the font 
of AOL made it look like my screen name was Local 279. And everybody kept asking me what union or why I was in that union. <laughs> like, yo, you in the Local 279? What are you, a trash worker? What are you? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I got tired of the unionization of my name. So then I became Loca de Brooklyn. And that was my screen name for a very long time. Hit us with yours, Pesante. What was it? Uh, the first one, I didn't know that was before, like when I wasn't even like, I was like, what's a screen name? I got to come up with a screen. I can't just use my regular name. Like, no, you idiot. Like my friends were like, no, you idiot. Like give yourself a name. So like, so I think my, my, my first name, it was, it was a, it was a first try and I abandoned it right away. It was like Raybow. R-A-Y-B-O-W. And I'm like, that's nothing like me. And then like. For a while, it was booby mister. Oh boy, what does that mean exactly? It was just, it was just, it was something. All right, well, first off, it was supposed to be booby meister. Oh. And I just spelled, I spelled it wrong. And I just kept it. Uh, it was something that my ex used to call me, and uh, I don't know why I fucking kept that stupid That's name. So funny. Uh, I thought maybe you like <laughs> drank your mom's milk for a long time. Oh and you were, like, my the god. Booby mister. Like, come yeah. here, you little booby mister. Come I here. I had it with my, uh, my, my. Like corn pops, yes. Uh, and then, uh, and then Gross. I think it was, and then, and then I think I just went like Tizze. It was like Tizze. Like, oh. so my my buddies in college, I, I didn't take, I didn't name myself that, but I would smoke weed with my friends. They'd be like, Ray Tizze, phenomenal. Like Jerry Diaz definitely ran with it when he asked me. He goes, what, what did they call you? I said Ray Tizze. So he calls me Ray Tizzy. So I'm like, Ray all right, Tizzy. yeah. Ray Tizzy. Shout out so, to Jerry. Shout out to Jerry Men on Pause. Yeah. I... The man, the Men on Pause podcast. Yup, yup. Uh, but, uh, but no, yeah, that was my, that was one, that was my names. But uh, yeah, I don't even remember my mi gente name. I I was Loca de Brooklyn. Yeah, Loca de Brooklyn stuck with me for a really long time. Um, AOL, MySpace, mi gente. And uh, she's still around, Loca de Brooklyn. She comes out when she needs to. You know what I mean? She still has her top, what is it, top eight? <laughs> you know, the MySpace <laughs> top eight. Still got my top eight ride or die. Oh, my God. I forgot about that, that we had. Oh. Yo, does, face, does MySpace still exist? That's a great question. Someone please type in the URL. And if my page is still up with all the glitter on it, let me know. Because I did, oh like, my goodness. a lot of coding. Yeah, I used to be on my, whenever I was in my feelings, I would play some stupid song, Missy MySpace. Yo, I remember that, I remember that Justin Timberlake bought MySpace for a while. Oh, interesting. And it, and it, they turned it into a music social site. Yes, yes, you're right. So it was less about who was in your top eight, because you know, that used to cause fights. Bitches. Yes, oh they did. Oh my God. I would roll oh, up Oh yeah, that was the first subbing. That was subbing before subbing. You know when people sub, they'd be like, you know, there's like, well, you know, when you get upset with someone, so then you post like a meme about something exactly about that situation, and then they yep. just kind of like, you know, like, like you always know when someone's going through like a breakup. You, you know, uh, our friends, um, I'm going to drink name drop. You're going to put people on blast? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I remember when <laughs> and <laughs> broke up oh, because... All the subs came out of nowhere. Everybody was like, yo, literally, Denise was like, they broke up. My wife was like, they must have broken up. You see all this stuff that she's posting? And I'm like, oh, God, okay. So I'm just saying, like, and, and that's no shade. I follow her. So it's like everyone that knew that at this point. So back then, 
Before that, it was who was on the top eight. Who was in the very forget top eight? It, it better be your it. girlfriend. It better if, be a girl. If you want it, both testicles intact, you better not leave her or drop her from that first space. It's got to be the first That first thing. box. No yes. way, Jose. Yeah, girls also used to be like... How, how I went to the mall with you, I loaned you my new tangas that I bought from Rainbow. How am I, how am I your number three? How am I not your number two, bitch? Explain that to me. Give me my tangas back, okay? I loaned them to you, all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the MySpace uh, And then there, who was, like, the best friends? You had, like, best friends that like, were, like, second... Oh, you, you, no, no, no best friends? Oh, yes. That's what I'm shaking okay, my head okay, because okay. it was a thing. It was like yeah, yeah, yeah. How, we had to put so much thought into the like customization and then each girl had to have a little glitter. Like, why you ain't put the IMG SRC code to get me glitter around my box? How come the bitch next to me got glitter and Arrowhead glitter? <laughs> Excuse me. Go find the code and get some gifs or gifs or whatever the fuck you call them. To around my my picture, it was gangster. So, so yeah, hilarious. it was very gangster. It was very weird uh, that you know that just that whole dynamic of just how um, social media just like it, it changed how we all behaved around each other. It still does. I Ramon, I I thank you for teaching me the term subbing. I didn't know that's what it was called. I I I come so close to the subbing. So sometimes I find the meme, right? Or the gif or the gif. And I'm like, I'm going to post this. And some people like Ramon Pesante are going to know who it's directed towards. Okay? Because he studies. He's good. He's perceptive. And as soon as I go to upload, I'm like, nah. 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 Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> you know, I've done, I do it to people at work. Because do. I do it to people at work, and because they're in their mind, but I don't like you know I don't like to people at work when I deal with like people that try to try to like uh, pull fast ones on me. I'm like, uh, and then I'll do a sub because only like maybe two or three people from work follow me on oh. IG, okay. like from like my main my main gig, uh, so. But it's like, they're not, they're like, no, it couldn't be him. He has like, he knows like all these people. It must be someone in the film business. It must be someone over at BET. It must be somebody <laughs> else, else. It must be someone that Latinos are like. It must be somebody from someone. It could be anybody. And I, and then what's what, and this is the best part. If I sub someone and they confront me, it probably happened like maybe once or twice ever. Then, and, and this is the sinker. This is when I love to bring them in. And I go, you think that you're that special? Oh, you're so vain. You, you think my feet is about you, don't you? <laughs> even though, even even though even it, it is, is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you think you're so special? Nobody's thinking about you. You think I searched for a meme or a gif or a gif or a JPEG for you? just for you? Like for you? seriously, cut, get wow. over yourself. Wow, <laughs> you think I'm fucking thinking about you? It's yeah. It's it's really it's really a, a really toxic. A, a this toxic is so fun. <laughs> but this is so fun. Like you could yeah. literally like spend all day on people's feeds and dissect their emotional cycles. Like, oh, you know. Oh, you know when someone's going through something. Oh my god. And, and, but there's only like a handful of people. 
Well, no, Rachel. See, I'm one of those people that I reach out to people. I'm very, I very try. Like even people that I haven't spoken to in like 20, 30 years. And they, they really post some like emotional shit. And I'll be like, yo, man. And I, I do DM people. I'll be like, whatever you're going through, this too shall pass. And that's all I do. I say that. And like, these are people that I haven't seen in you. Because clearly, there, there's, there's a call for help. And you, sometimes people just want to be seen. Or people that need to be, they feel they need to be heard. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I've been there. I used to pop off on social media about some emo shit all the time. Like, I don't do that as much. You know what I mean? Sometimes I have my moments. Now that I see my son doing it on Instagram, I cringe. So I'm like, oh, God, this is oh. what I used to do. Oh. <laughs> so Ooh, I got to pull him aside. Yeah. Yeah, man. Especially, it's hard to parent an adult. Not children. An adult. That's the hard part. Don't scare me. Don't scare oh, me. Man. Mine are still little. I, I This is scary. Uh, I mean, give us a little bit of parental advice i mean how how's the world of parenting an adult the world of parenting an adult is scary because it's kind of like when you see a ball that's rolling downhill and you know it's going to roll into the street and you're trying to chase that ball right but because you know that it's going into the street but you can't reason with the ball you know what I mean? And then you got to go, all right, well then, roll into the fucking street. All right? And the worst part is that you have to clean it up. Mm. You have to clean it up for them because they need you still. You know? And so, they, you know, they can, they can cause a lot more damage as an adult because they're moving like an adult. You know what I mean? They got a bank account. They got, you know, they got a phone bill. They got... They got, you know, they, they're, they're, they're of age. And if they make, there's only, all it takes is one mistake, real serious mistake that you got to bail them out. Now, literally, sometimes I, bail money is needed. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah bro. It's like, <laughs> so it's just when they're kids, it's like, oh, kids. All right. Like, please spill some milk. Please. Okay. I can clean that up. You know what I mean? Like. Someone hustled my son for like 1500 bucks once. I'm not going to say from where or how or what, but I'm like, ah, great. So now I got to now I got to help you figure out because I tell you right now, most of that money, he he figured out how he got it back himself. But it took effort from me. It took time away from that. I could have been doing, you know, other things or whatever. But it's like now I got to buy him food. Because he needs to pay back that bill. I got to make sure that he gets to work. I got to make sure that he has money to go to school. I got to make sure that he has money to take with him to school. Because he's got to pay that $1,500 himself. Because I'm certainly not going to pay for that shit. But, you know what I mean? But it's like you got... But of course, so the money comes out of my pocket no matter what. You know what I mean? But that's that's just what it is about parenting an adult. Because you see them going down like a path. And you just want to... You just want to rescue them. You want and it's to rescue like, them. It's like adult situations. You know, yeah. like I'm dealing right now with like Legos. You know what I'm saying? I'm dealing <sighs> right now with like, yeah, awesome. like they're, they're fighting over NBA figures. You That's know? amazing. I, give me that. They're me fighting that. over basketball cards. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Talk I mean, to me. there's I also it. the real stuff that I'm dealing with, like, 
you know, mental stuff that we're pinpointing and like trying to course correct, but like still baby stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how you're doing this and you still have, well, not a lot of it, but you still have some hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how, I don't know how that's hard, bro. Well, no wonder you go to the movies a lot because you must have to escape. Oh, I love this transition, Rachel. Yeah, so look, this past uh, week, I saw two awesome movies. Uh, I got to peep um, Scream 6. Wow. And I got to peep Shazam, uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods, which uh, I'm dying to talk about because there's just so many things that are just so relevant to us right now that we need to speak about. Uh, first, let's get into Shazam Fury of the Gods. Give us the powers, child. Your world will not survive this. You want these powers? Come get them! Hey, Khaleesi! You know, we just had a great conversation with Jovan. Um, yeah. You know, and, and he was just like, Jovan played Pedro. Pedro AKA, Peña. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pedro Peña, a.k.a. Super, Super Pedro, right? And he was a character in Shazam. He's a Latino character that uh, foster child that uh, comes out, he, 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 that's dealing, wrestling with his sexuality, uh, and they handled it with such great uh, grace. And um, and it just, it reminded me so much of my experience with my son. And my son, and the way he was struggling with his sexuality at such a young age. Uh, and just how, um, just how like, how it was handled with care. How it should be handled with care when, you're, when your child wants to come out to you and talk to you about something that's so hard to, you know, to, you know, to come out with, you know? So uh, I, I really, that, that part really hit home for me. But overall, Shazam! Fury of the Gods is a film that unfortunately suffers from bad timing. Mm, tell us more. Suffers from, uh, so when Shazam! 1 came out, The Rock came on board as a producer we spoke a little about this with Johan. And The Rock was apparently interested in being Shazam. But he wanted to be Black Adam. Who's Black Adam? Black Adam is, is like the Joker to Shazam. Shazam, if Shazam was Batman, Black Adam is the Joker. Right? Got it. Got it. So uh, in the first Shazam movie, they allude to Black Adam appearing in the next film heavily so oh. something as a fan i'm like oh so the rock is going to be the black is going to be black adam in shazam 2 and he's it's going to be a big battle between black adam and shazam and i'm like i want to see this this is great it's uh exciting although the rock had other plans he wanted his own movie he wanted so it, it's like it's like, well, it's like when they gave Joker their own movie, right? But Black Adam is not a wide enough known character to your basic audience. You know what I'm saying? You heard of the Joker, Rachel. So when yes, they came I out have. with the Joker movie, people Makes were like, oh, sense. it's a movie Got about it. the Joker. Right. But yeah, if it's like, oh, a Black Adam movie about 
the villain to Shazam. You give it, I'm like, ah, oh, huh. Who's Black Adam? Your basic viewer didn't know who the hell Black Adam was. So this is what happened. He came out with his Black Adam movie, mega big budget movie, and The Rock made a big play, a big Hollywood play. He came out with this movie. He went to Warner Brothers Discovery. He was like, I want to run the DC movies. I want my company to run all the DC movies. He came in as a major player that wanted to be the face behind the future of DC movies. DC movies have been going through a big turmoil, right? And, you know, it, it started with Zack Snyder. He started the universe with Man of Steel. Then he did Batman v Superman. It kind of bombed, critically bombed. And I would say financially. Then... As he was making Justice League, he was, because of the critical failure of Batman v Superman, Justice League caused a lot of friction and the director walked away. And they had another director come and do all these reshoots and remake this movie. And that tanked. And then they brought the guy back. He made a four-hour cut and it went on HBO Max. And it was quite awful. It was quite awful. It was not great. So it was a lot of like, there's, and this is what part of this has a lot to do with the streaming wars as well. It's, it's, a, it's a bigger story. You know, you have um, AT&T buying HBO and, you know, and, and, and Time Warner. AT&T bought DC, uh, not DC, I'm sorry, Time Warner, which is, is, and DC movies is under Time Warner. And in their minds, AT&T was like, we're going to treat this like a Netflix thing. And then they gave this guy the money to make his four-hour cut. So it was just a lot of creative craziness. People losing their jobs. People getting their jobs back. Creative people coming in. Ava DuVernay was going to make a DC movie. Didn't happen. Uh, uh, Josh Whedon was going to make a bad girl movie. Didn't happen. You saw what happened to the bad girl movie. Yes. right? It was just, it's just a messy, messy situation behind the scenes at, D- at DC. So The Rock was posing himself as the answer to this messy problem. And when The Rock failed, uh, the new regime at DC, the new guys, James Gunn, right? Uh, he kind of, he's starting to phase out all those things and starting fresh. Now there was hope that Shazam would be uh, they would throw a lifeline, but because of this messiness with The Rock, this new Shazam movie was kind of sucked into that failure. Even though Shazam is a much better movie than this Black Adam movie. Now, if The Rock would have just said, all right, I'm going to be in Shazam 2 and we're going to get this popping, I think that the movie would have done a lot better. But you have to understand, with, like, Black Adam came out maybe like three, four months ago. And people still have that fresh in their minds. And they go, well, I don't want to see Shazam now. Even though Shazam is a much better movie. So now, so people didn't show up to the, to the films for Shazam 2, unfortunately. Oh, sad. What was the opening weekend like? Do you know? Uh, $30 million. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not so it was what? not that. No, no, that's not, that's not blockbuster. You have to also understand for, for us, Small filmmakers, if my film made $30 million, I'd be very happy. Shit. <laughs> but Shazam <laughs> is like, as Shazam is like probably like a $200 million film, 
thirty million dollars, you're probably not going to get. You're probably not going to get your return for that. So that's but and I'm going to say, but see, aside from the failure of the film, uh, when it comes to you know financially, I thought the film was much better than the first Shazam, which I enjoyed. Oh, great. I want to say okay. I want to say that the movie was. Um, it was Superman meets Stranger Things with some Harry Potter in it. Ooh. Yeah, that, that was, it was a fun movie. Um, uh, Skittles was had a nice little cameo in the middle, the candy, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, where it was clearly a product placement that did not make me cringe. I got to give it to him on that. Like when I saw Creed 3, they, they, they were like doing this whole Hennessy like beauty shots of the bottle and I'm like that's cringeworthy mm. all right mm. but this was done in a way where it was like digestible for me um so overall I thought the film was great a really beautiful diverse cast of characters um you know uh Rachel Zegler uh you know was um West Side Story yeah yeah from West Side Story she was a character in the film as as one of the villains but she was Handle with such grace, and she kind of had this like this this little like romance with uh, Freddie Freeman's character. The guy's name is the character's name is Freddie Freeman. He's another superhero in the film. Uh, uh, the actor Jack Dylan uh, Grazer. Uh, so there was like a, this nice little teenage romance. Although I think that she was a little older than him, but she was like ten thousand years old. But she was beautiful. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, you go into this movie, go in and you bring your kids, have fun. It's an adventure. You know what I mean? Even like, and then and, and Wonder Woman makes an appearance, which is awesome. You know hey, what I mean? So, you know, it was amazing. like, it was like a lot. I thought overall it was a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, it's become like so toxic to be a, a like a fanboy because the internet is just, they're just ferocious uh, about when it comes to, you know, it, everything's like a cult. Everything's a cult. Everybody likes, you know, if you, if you like, Rachel, if you like, you know, if you like Coors Light and I like Corona, then it should just be that. It shouldn't be that there's now a Twitter group Team Coors, Coors Light. Light. Right. Team Corona and fuck you if you don't drink Corona. You know, like, it's like, like it shouldn't. Like how we talk to each other because you're an Android guy, right? Like yeah. what we go through. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yo, 100%. Oh my god, you nailed it because it's just like so what? It's a blue bubble. Like leave me alone. I like my phone. My my some of my 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 filmmaking colleagues in LA and they get so mad when I text them. They're like, "Yo, just DM me, yo. Just DM me." Yeah, cuz you break the cipher, son. You oh, you the god. cipher breaker. Like yeah. I can't even, you know what I'm saying? It's we trying to get the iPhone cipher going. Puff puff pass, text 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 pass, and you want to come with your green and blue and start like making it all Roy G Biv and shit. You, you know, know who I think is an Android user too? Who? It's for you. Strange that you and I have never spoken on the phone. This is long overdue. Oh, is that, you like is that, that your segue? Like, yes, yeah, my segue. That's my segue. I see you. I see you. I see you, uh, Segway King. Okay. So, right. Scream. Scream. Let's get into it. All right. I really did. 
like Scream 6. Okay. Did I love it? Did I love it? No. But I got to give it its, its flowers, man. You, you okay. know, we had two lead Latina actors as the main Ooh, cast. You know what I mean? right. Way Melissa Barrera and Jenny Ortega. Jenna Ortega. They really did, like, carry this, this franchise. But, and I got I to gotta bring up some behind-the-scenes drama, I right? Love I love you know it who did, You know who didn't show up to the film? Who? The original OG chick. Oh my goodness! Which um, one? Jesus. Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. No, stop. She it. didn't come back. She didn't come back. She wanted a big payday, payday, and they said no, oh. so she didn't come back. Right? Wow. So, I think she lost that gamble because the film did well without her. So uh, maybe in Scream Seven, she'll act. You know, she'll she'll probably come back and not play such hardball because the film was considered a financial success, critically and, finan- critically and financial success. Um, so, <clears throat> especially you got Jenna Ortega, you got Wednesday up in this shit. I mean, she's the shit right now, yo. She is, like, she is the shit. And in fact, yeah. she's kind of outshining Melissa Barrera a little. You know what I mean? Like she's, like Jenny or- Jenna Ortega, to me, is more familiar in the Zendaya world than Melissa Barrera. I, I like Marissa Barrella. I liked her in Vida. Great, great show. Amazing. Yeah. Shout out to everybody in Vida. We've had some of the cast members on Latinos oh Out God. Loud. Check out those episodes with Ser and uh, a lot of the stars from that show. I loved her in Vida. Um, a little miscast in the heights, I gotta say, because honestly, she did definitely, with those abs, she definitely never said dead ass in her life. She never had any acapuria in her life. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when you look at her, you don't, it doesn't say the heights. If you, it, right, I'm just saying, right. you know what I mean? But, you know, she wasn't, she didn't, she didn't like break the film for me. I love the heights. But I just looked at her and go, what's she doing here? You ain't ever had a patelito with meat and you raisins in it. You ain't never had a in your life. You better <laughs> stop acting like you have bicocho dominicano before. You know, yeah, you know what I mean? I saw him like, she don't. She never been in the heights in her life. You ain't you never know? drank a country club before, girl. Come on. Can you spell Marta? I was spell just Marta. gonna say Marta. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I did. She did fit well in the Scream movie. She she's good. At, she's a lead actress. She is a lead. She's got she's got the juice to be a lead. Uh, and then also nice. you you got you know you got the two co leads. You know uh, Jasmine uh, Saver Brown. And uh, and the other gentleman, Jason uh, Jason Gooding, and they're like half black, half white characters. So love it's it. a very diverse experience, which I'm I'm here for, and I loved it. Love. Um, so those are the things I loved about the film: the diversity, the uh, the kills were brutal, and it's <laughs> supposed to take place in New York. So it's like okay, and I really did like what they did. In the New York subway where the lights were going on and off as the killer was getting closer. Now, we know that don't happen no more in New York. Those right. lights stay on, okay? Yeah. Every, those rare. lights. Once so in I, a while. Once in a so, while. But they don't flicker. They just go off. They don't. Right. So, <laughs> I want to say that Scream 6, the setting of New York was just, just threw me off because it wasn't New York. And if you were from New York... You will know, especially since your audience are black and Latino people now that showed up. But everybody, and, and a good majority of them are in New York watching this going, this ain't New York. 
Okay? That. Oh, they go to the bodega. Okay, so the bodega scene. There's a big kill bodega scene, right? Love There's it. a sign that says bodega. Now, we all know bodegas don't have signs that says bodega. Never. What do they say, Rachel? What Deli. do they say? Deli. Deli. Grocery store. Back in the day, you used to say Optimo or like Te Amo yeah. or some shit. But exactly. never, ever, ever. Bodega. Bodega. I, I got this really funny scene. So they're in, the, they're in, they're in like... They're in like a building, right? And Melissa Barrera's uh, love interest is, you know, when you live in New York and you can see across the apartments to the other apartments. Yep. Right. So her love interest is in the, the apartment across, and they can see each other, like in between the buildings, right? Sweet. So the killer is in the next room, and he's like, he's like waving at them, like, yo, yo, he's there, he's there. Mind you, my man could just get out and run over and knock on the door like, yo. But he doesn't do that. He stays in there going, Sam, Sam, Sam. And they don't see him, right? So then finally, there's a big struggle. You know, uh, Ghostface is in this tiny apartment and they're chasing him. So it's very like, you know, uh, claustrophobic. He's in the room. He's trying to get through. And my man takes out a six-foot ladder from his apartment and puts <laughs> And brings it, pushes it out the window, and then there's this scene where they're trying to crawl across from one apartment to the next in between the buildings. And I'm like, who has a six foot ladder in Ain't their apartment in New York City? Holy, what is going on? Ain't nobody got a six foot ladder because we steal or borrow them from the supers, okay? Okay. Ain't nobody in their apartment <laughs> got a six foot ladder, okay? No. Not no. in New York City. Wow. Negative. Wow. Negative. So, with, I agree with you 100%. So there are just like things that I'm like, this ain't New York, y'all. And listen, it didn't have to be New York. I get it. You want to raise the stakes and you want to make it that they're in, the, in New York, going to college. But it's like, like people will still show up for this movie. It is, and it could be in another part of, I don't know, but I just thought that <laughs> them trying to replicate New York. Like, look, the, the deli owner that, that gets killed, the bodega owner, was a white guy. No white guys are Come deli on. owners in New York City. So Come I'm just on. saying, those are just, it's like, yo, I mean, listen, it, the movie still was enjoyable to me. The meta shit just got a little too meta at times. And when I mean meta shit, it's like, so who's the killer? Which one of us is the killer? I'm going to watch all you. I'm like, all right, great. If you were around a bunch of people and you knew one of them was the killer, bounce, okay? And that's it. Like, it's why the are movies. You... Right, it's right. the movies. So <laughs> every, time, every time the meta stuff comes in about, you know, you know, who's a suspect and this and that, and then even when they reveal the killer, it's just like, all right, y'all killing me with this shit. You don't need this anymore. It's like, it's real cringeworthy right now when you're doing this. You don't got to do it. There's a killer. He's chasing him. You find out who it is. Can we just, can we just take a little extra care with the writing of just like handling? Because I understand like in the screen movies, that's part of the theme of the screen movies. That's the formula. Mm -hmm. But there are ways of making this like tangible, like like again, like in Shazam when they did the Skittles thing, that was that made you know it made, it, it it wasn't it wasn't like crowbarred in. Okay, so I'm gonna tell I'm gonna spoil this. All right, 
And Shazam, Fury of the Gods. You got the kids. You know, they're, um, they're trying to get to the unicorns. I know it sounds crazy, but it, it, it trust me, it, did, it wasn't as crazy. as It was crazy, but it wasn't like, like this is stupid crazy. And the kids go. They find, uh, they find the unicorns. We need to get these unicorns to help us fight the fucking monsters. And he goes, well, how are you going to get these unicorns? They're big and they're crazy. They're intimidating. And the little girl has a bunch of Skittles, and she offers the Skittles to the freaking... <laughs> and she so says, taste sweet. the rainbow. She said, taste Aww. the rainbow. And it was cute. And it was like, you know, Skittles, that was a product placement, but it was cute. And I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to go with this. But in Scream, they did this thing where go, okay, we got, we got to put this in here because it's this. But it's like putting in this meta stuff. It just got really like, okay, you didn't have to do this. I'm on board. The guy's a psycho killer. I don't know who it is. He's brutal. You got all these elements. I'm, I'm in. So why do you have to resort to the old, who's the suspect? I'm like, you don't got to do that, man, because now you're losing me with that shit. So Yo. that was my overall critique. Did I enjoy it? I did. I took my son. My son and I, we love Scream movies. We oh, watch it. Those are, that's the only thing that we watch together is Scream movies. Good. So, you know, but... um. Because he doesn't like anything else I like. Uh, <laughs> but uh, At least I think, you can scream together, okay? Yes, That's fine. yes, we did. And we did scream together. So I would give Scream like three Yankee fitteds. And I would give Shazam, Fury of the Gods, four Yankee fitteds. Wow, I really did. I really Yankee did enjoy fitteds. that. Out of five, yes, yes. <laughs> so I, I really dug Shazam. And I like Scream 6. Okay, you want to do a Kelo okay? Let's do a Kelo okay. What the heck? Okay, you can follow me at Ramon underscore Passante. Uh, just want to give you, a, a, guys, an update on my feature film, Playing Sam. It is Woo-hoo! done. Yay! We're, we're, we're doing our first uh, private screening for the donors and for the cast and crew, including you, because you are an awesome donor, Rachel. And you're going to be doing our... You're going to be... Uh, Doing our uh, what, what's the word uh, the talk back? You're the just gonna do a talk back, moderate, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just moderate it. a little something quick for us after the film. I, I would love to have you there to do that. And yeah, man, I'm just uh, big big things coming for it. I'm very uh, looking very forward to finally just releasing this into the world and just seeing you know what you know what all this hard work comes back from it. And yeah, I'm just excited about that. Okay, first of all, I really want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Yero.com. Okay, we're sending a major shout out to them, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. This week, they're reflecting on the original heavy hitter, Latino radio pioneer Polito Vega, rest in peace. So check it out on Yero.com. Yes, Polito Vega, someone that we recently lost, a, a, an amazing, incredible contributor to Latino music and the landscape having served as a an MC, DJ, disc jockey in the space on La Mega for a very, very, very long time. So rest in peace to Polito Vega. Um, 
Thank you, everybody, who's been supporting us on the shows, you know, just coming off of Los Angeles and Vegas and the Ambies and all the love that we've been getting. Thank you so much. There's a lot more fun that's coming. You can follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud across the socials on Twitter. It's Latinos Out Loud underscore underscore. Give us a call. 978-LATINOS, that's the phone number. Leave us a voicemail. You might get us live. I don't know. You want to do a shout-out. You want to request a song. You want to tell Ramon Pesante that his picks were off. Do whatever you want. Leave us a voicemail. Seriously. Um, you can follow me at Rachel La Loca, R-A-C-H-E-L, La Loca. Thank you again, Ramon. Thank you so much for an amazing episode. Good shout times. Good times. Uh, these are the good times. Uh, I also want to shout out to some of the good people behind these good times. Shout out to our producer, Francis Latayadi, our other producer who's here, Ramon Pesante. Uh, shout out to our editor, Joe Fucorino, and to our Brooklyn College intern, Diana Cruz. Okay, that's the episode. Just like that, Ramon. And on that note, we out. Out. <laughs> <laughs>